0: Hold on, I wasn't the one blaming him say with that. Carson Matthews, very good two-way
1: forward. And nobody's they- saying Carson wants us to go. Oh, your team sucked, Parker. Pick one. And before Miami fan over here starts talking, blasphemous. And I'll things- tell you why. What does that tell you? He's terrible. I'm not out here saying Tom Brady's bad. Yeah, you are. Listen, the Gary. <laughs> I'm saying pick it. Ooh, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Daft Picks' uh, first episode, uh, first full-length episode in about two months. Parker, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited.
1: We obviously had a little bit of a hiatus from real news,
0: you know, with the whole
1: coronavirus impact. But as things start to slowly, I do mean slowly, come back to some normality, we're going to get sports back. And of course, being that we are primarily a hockey podcast, we're pretty excited to see that the NHL is moving closer to a return. So let me ask you are you for the NHL returning this season before we even get started?
0: Yeah because otherwise it just sort of feels like the season's unfinished you know what i mean and, I uh, that... but it's like i feel like there's just too much unfinished business that's going around in the world like i know like myself like... with uh, college like even though like <laughs> you know i got like my capstone done finally and all that other stuff it still feels like i have unfinished business there and i don't want to see that with the uh, sports too or at least not with the seasons that were already in place for, like, hockey and baseball and basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean, we already sort of saw teams preparing for this comeback. We saw, like, the NHL was proposing that players who had contract expiring, uh, one day one would be, like, Petrangelo, would have that rollover to the end of December, so they have some extra time. Really interesting. Right now, so we'll get right into it, we're going to talk about the bracket today, one of the proposed brackets, as well as the format and everything going on. So we'll start with the format. So, Parker, you want me just to run down the list quickly here of the new proposals? Yep. All right. So the proposed format, which was voted not unanimously, as Bob McKenzie said, uh, he stated that it was not unanimous. It was actually very contentious. And two teams actually voted no on it. The two teams were Carolina and Tampa Bay. But the proposed bracket format is 24 teams, four top card winners with a... A sixteen round play in, so you know eight in each, and then you have the four on top, really interesting, and of course that would leave out only what is that seven teams, so not not a bad. you basically get rid of the very worst and you bring in guys like teams that were fringe contenders, and right now it's proposed that this will start in sometime in July, although there is no firm date, it would end sometime in late August, maybe September, and then they'd have a restart of the next season in late November. Early December, but they could go all the way to January. So, with all that out of the way, what are your thoughts on the bracket?
0: I like it. It's a little big, but I think it does a good job of grabbing all of the fringe contenders. The one thing I find interesting, and this was actually the reason why Tampa voted against the format, was because of the tune-in games that the top four seeds from each conference are going to be playing. Right.
1: Yeah. They they also I know said there's a potential for a a bye week for some of those teams, and um, I could see how a week of rust or whatever, two weeks of rust on top of what they already have for those top teams would be a problem, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like there could be a lot of wildcard upsets this year because of, you know, the wildcard teams get to play first.
1: Yeah, this is, if you're a betting person, this is a great year to take a shot because there is no favorite. I mean, you're basically starting from scratch.
0: So, like, a team like... Columbus, for instance, could make a huge run because John Tortorella always makes his team ready to go.
1: Or look at a team that was waiting to get healthy like Edmonton. They could or actually do, they do
0: It's like Pittsburgh was screwed yeah. for the playoffs yeah. before yeah. Corona ahead Yeah, here we are. Like, yeah. what, Amalkin he- was gimpy? Oh, he- Crosby was yeah. out. Who was it, Hornquist? or <laughs> No, it was... Uh-
1: Take a pick and he would probably injured. I mean, our goalies were banged up, like... Not to mention, Jake Gensel was out the entire season. Oh,
0: Gensel, that's who it was, okay. Yeah. Uh, is he back?
1: Well, if they start again, he'll be back. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I think the Penguins are a team that's really... Uh, like, 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 what teams do you think really benefit from the extended layoff with this? Well, I, I know Tampa benefits a little bit because we get Stamkos back.
1: Edmonton, because they got the rest of their big guys. And honestly, I think a team like Winnipeg gets the benefit from this, too. From, like, a busy travel schedule that they have being at the you know, epicenter of the Arctic.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, do you want to get into the bracket then? Uh-huh. All right, we'll start in the East. So we're using uh, a TSN article, and if you want to find it yourself, we'll actually link it on socials. It's from Frank Valley. This is from just uh, about three days ago when the vote came down. So the proposed format, which does make a lot of sense, would see a first-round matchup of Pittsburgh at the five seed against Montreal at the twelve seed. So, Parker, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Who do you see coming out on top?
0: This one's actually a lot more interesting than it looks on paper. On paper, it looks like Pittsburgh is going to run away with it. But I think Montreal is interesting because they do have a pretty good top line. And I think Carey Price is a huge X factor because, you know, all he needs to do is get hot and Pittsburgh's not going to be able to do anything to stop him. So I think it's interesting to see what version of Carey Price we get for this playoff series. Because, again, with these play-in series, there are only five games
1: Right. And I could see that. And I mean, anything could happen in a best of five. I think, though, the issue being goalies, it's a lot harder to pick up and start. And when you look at both teams on paper, with them being healthy now, I think Pittsburgh has a bit of an easier time, not even being really a homer here, but they just have more firepower at their disposal. Montreal lacks true talented depth. And if Carrier Price isn't Carrier Price of 2015, which he really hasn't been, he's been a, a big shell of his former self. I don't know how Montreal makes out against anybody. So there's a lot of what-ifs, like you said, but um, it'll be an interesting series, to say the least.
0: Yeah, there's some players that really turn up when the playoffs hit. Carey Price is one of those players. Again, we'll see, though. But I think it'll be a pretty interesting matchup because the Canadians have, in my opinion, one of the better top lines in the NHL.
1: I mean, Tatar's an incredible player, and that's Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, the playoff player. So real quickly, we're not going to do like a full bracket, but just who do you think makes it out of that series? Penguins. I'm going to go with the Penguins as well, but I think it'll go five. Going to Carolina and the New York Rangers.
0: Oh, this one is going to be really interesting because, uh, first off, with the Rangers, we get Igor Shestikin back. Yes. And he went like what? Like 11 two, eighteen 18 2, something he like that? He
1: was just incredible.
0: And it's like we're always talking about the Hurricanes as being one of those really strong analytics teams with that how they play. Done. Yeah. And, you know, their defense, this, is this, this. But the Rangers have arguably the best streaking goalie right now. Like, before he went down, he was unstoppable. Like, if he picks up right where he left off, I think the Rangers got this series, honestly. I mean, Panarin and Zibanejad, like, leading that offense, whew, that's going to be nuts.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel Carolina's a good team. They're not a great team. I think coaching-wise, they give the advantage to Carolina, but... Man, like that goaltending isn't great. There, their top scores have not been great this season. Suchnickov's been dynamite, but Aho's struggled largely. I mean, Panarin might be the best winger in the Eastern Conference right now, and I mean, Mika Zibanejad—you <laughs> talk about the guy who was underrated for a long time. He is incredible. So, I think Rangers. I think the Rangers sweep this series. Honestly,
0: I'm not gonna go with the sweep, but I think it'll be pretty interesting.
1: This is a series that I think is one of the best matchups. I'm really excited for this series.
0: Yeah, cuz if you think about it, these Rangers aren't even at their full power because all their players are like Adam Fox, Capo Kako are still Yeah, they're like super developing. young. They're still trying to figure out their game. Can you even imagine if those Anderson. players yeah. start like really hitting it?
1: Yeah, it's going to be pretty incredible. Moving right along. The Islanders in Florida, a little bit of a matchup from the past. Sands, John Tavares here.
0: This one's also kind of interesting. I felt like the Panthers would be an interesting team to play in the playoffs because they have a lot of offense. Couberdeau, Hoffman, Barkov, like those three alone are mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. The only thing that I'm worried about with them is Sergei Bobrovsky because up until <laughs> last season, he was always really bad in the playoffs. And, and now he's
1: bad in general.
0: Yeah, so, I think the Panthers might get pushed around a little bit by the Islanders. my a little bit. I mean, like, a lot of it.
1: Yeah, I look at the series. I mean, first of all, it's going to be a pretty boring series, for all things considered. I mean, that's just not a very exciting series on paper. But I think the Islanders win pretty easily, honestly. I don't trust Bobrovsky, and after that top line, I don't really trust the defense for Florida either. So, we'll see, but this might be one of those ones that's a cakewalk. Alright, moving on to what I think... Is a death sentence series. Toronto and Columbus. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Columbus wins this in a lock. Not a chance at hell does Toronto come on top of <laughs> Yep.
0: And it's like, even if Toronto were to win this, which they're not. They're they, not making a pass round two. They'll be so banged up. Like, well, No, they'll be playing Boston.
1: Yeah, they basically play Boston like <laughs> Columbus just plays the same style. Like they're going to get absolutely rocked if they play Columbus.
0: Yeah, and Elvis Merz-Lickens, for Columbus is another goalie really having his first extended starting job, mm-hmm. and he's also been really good. Like he had what yeah. five shutouts? What was it? Eight games, nine games, something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, he had like a great run there too of like three three and twelve too. It was really nice.
0: Yeah, I would love to see. I'm not sure how the matches will go, but I would love to see like eventually a Rangers Columbus series. I think well, oh, the, be... the Tortorella team. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto has a lot of high-end talent, but they've never translated that to playoff success. And well, and you talk... I can't see that happening against a John Tortorella team.
1: No, yeah, and you talk about a team committed to defense. Like, what's it easier to do? Stop an opponent when they're rusty or score against a team when you're rusty? I'm going to say it's probably easier to stop a team that's already rusty. Defense doesn't take as much work to get back into his offense. And honestly, I just think a team like Columbus transitions better in playoffs. They're built for it. Toronto's not. They don't have those veterans anymore either. They don't have Marlowe. I mean, they don't have nearly anybody that's a veteran on that team.
0: I mean, to be honest, Columbus lost a lot of their veterans or their free agent guys last year. But But they they look just as good this year, though. Yeah, I think they look better
1: because I think they've got money now. I mean, look at the money I had to spend. I mean, obviously losing Panarin's is not ideal,
0: but yeah, I think they're going to give Toronto a lot of issues, especially considering they swept Tampa last year. I can see them doing right. something like that again.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna skip over um, the obviously the, the first round buys because right now they're projected to be bye weeks or bye games. But if you had to pick from Philly, Washington, Tampa, and Boston, what team don't you want to play? You're already Tampa, but no, uh, the, no, uh, I
0: would have to say <laughs> Washington. Washington, really? Well, And Boston, for that matter, but Washington more so. These are both teams that have, A, a lot of scoring, and B, a lot of physicality. Right. It's hard to play against a team that could score the heck out of you. Well, it's also hard to play against a team that could do that while beating you up. Washington, particularly, I would not want to play against.
1: You're not wrong. I think you've got to leave a lot of points, too. Like Boston, they're built for playoff hockey. Like, we talked about that with Columbus. And I think
0: with so. Boston. Oh, God. Uh, Tucker, Tucker Rask. Rask. Yeah, he's been playing. He was playing out of his mind. Oh, yeah. This year. And so, they, I mean, they have, they, like, a good defense, too. So, it's like, okay, Boston's the perfect they, team. There's a reason why they're the number one seed.
1: They've got a thing called the perfection line. Like, you know, I think I'm going to differentiate with you with Washington a bit. Because I'm going to say Philly.
0: I don't want to play kind hot, you know? Do you want to play kind of hot? I'm not worried about Philly, honestly. They're very streaky. I am. That's
1: Utah, they're streaky, but they play the same type of hockey as Boston and Columbus, that gritty, wear you down style because you know what? Even if you beat them, are you making it past the next round? Probably not. They're you're going to through the grinder there. Uh, that's my thinking.
0: Right, I get that. But Philly, I see them as like a high-end Columbus, but even yeah. then, I don't count them as like a Washington. Like they I mean, yeah, they have Claude Giroux and Jakub Voracek, but
1: well, outside uh, of well, that, they don't
0: have that much scoring.
1: I think with Philly, though, like I said, when I it wasn't just a joke. I think kind of Karahad, he's the guy there. Like I think he's got the potential to be the best goalie in the NHL of the year. He's already vastly superior to most of his competition. So, we'll see. Moving on to the Western Conference. We've got the 5-seed Edmonton versus 12-seed Chicago. Chicago slips in here, of course.
0: Oh, uh, this we- one... <laughs> I'm just going to quote the TSN article here, but... They say, I hope this matchup comes to fruition because the offense will be electric and the defense will be non-existent. Absolutely true. (laughs) We're going to be seeing, like, uh, football numbers
1: here. 13-12. Yep. Yeah. I think think Edmonton's going to come out on top of this one, I'll be honest with you. Let
0: me think here.
1: Well, well, you're thinking, because, like, I think Edmonton, honestly, they should be a favorite in the West. They're not a bad team, and I think with their stars rusted, Chicago's a nothing team. Unless they get luck from being off for so long,
0: I don't see Chicago making out of the first round against anybody. But yeah, Chicago really snuck in here. They're bad, but they have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves.
1: They have Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taves isn't nothing anymore.
0: I don't think you could ever truly count them out, especially considering like the like they always do their best in the playoffs, absolutely. So I think. Like, I'm going with Edmonton, too, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago does, like, a miracle win here. But saying that, they're going up against Dallas, and I think Dallas will cream them.
1: Yeah, if they get Dallas, they're screwed. Nashville, Arizona, who you got?
0: Nashville, easy. I'm not sold on Arizona. I'm being honest. I really don't. I I don't think they're there yet. I think they'll play hard, but I think Nashville just has more experience and more skill than them for now. Okay. I, I do think Arizona well, has a higher ceiling, but they're not going to hit that ceiling this year.
1: Well, let me counter that. Nashville has more experience losing. Arizona, honestly, I'm not afraid of them, but you got to give that. They've got a very hot goalie, who, of course, might be cooled off by now, we'll see. But Kemper's a good goalie regardless. And you've got Taylor Hall, Enfield Kessel, and other players on that team. I'm more afraid of that than 35-year-old Pecorino, who is probably going to be very rusty. So that's my opinion, but I'm not afraid of other team, honestly.
0: Yeah, I it's just I th- feel like with Arizona they're still they still don't have that chemistry yet on their top lines. We'll see. Like with Hall, he's still trying to work his way in. Kessel's been on a cold streak for a while. We'll see. But personally I don't see Arizona getting out of there this year. I think they'll be a team to watch for next year though.
1: We'll see. Moving right along, Vancouver, Minnesota.
0: Oh, this one's boring. Vancouver. I was slide. gonna say I Minnesota yeah. is just they like, should not even be in the playoffs. They're so like they are not who they were two or three years ago. Like I they don't be,
1: even know who they are. They're just bad. Like,
0: like Dubnik's not good anymore. Like I can't. Like who's their best player? Parise, I guess.
1: No, I'd Koison. say like oh man, it's like, like a battle of who's worse. Ryan Suter,
0: like goodness, I don't uh, even know.
1: Uh, yeah. I, they don't even have any prospects to help them out. Like, they're just so bad.
0: Well, they played two or three prospects in the AHL. That, but nobody's that, that they made, like, the all-star team, but it's like, they're not calling them up yet. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I mean, when are you going to call them up? All your best the, players are 35 and
1: up. The only guy on that team that they see even having breakout potential is Mason Shaw, and he's not playing this season that very that much, so... Yeah, no, I think it's Vancouver to landslide. Better goaltending, better defense,
0: better offense, better coaching, yeah. better team. Elias Parison by himself is could probably beat that team. And then the yeah. Quinn Hughes and Markstrom, well, oh, they're gone. Don't, they're...
1: don't forget Brock Buster will be back too, and Bo Horvat.
0: Oh, Bo Horvat, so underrated, goodness. He is. All right, moving right along to,
1: I think this will be a good series, Calgary-Winnipeg.
0: Mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah, I the like this one. sea
1: of white versus sea of red. Yeah,
0: yeah. B- both these teams have pretty big flaws, too. So it's interesting to yeah, see no. who's, who comes on top, because their strengths are also pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, I think, personally, in this series, I don't love Winnipeg. I don't think they're that good. I think
0: Calgary's going to come on top here, but... I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Winnipeg. I've always okay. thought they were a pretty strong team. I mean, they're top-end talent with Patrick Laine, Shafeli, Kyle Connor. And Connor Hellebuck, I think they could come out on top here because their top-end talent's just so good. And they've also been playing really tough this year, too. They're pretty much like the West's version of Columbus. except yeah, you're not wrong. You're except not they wrong. have star players. And their star <laughs> wow. players are really freaking good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look at Calgary for the same reasons. I look at, of course, I think goaltending, you give that to Hellebuck. But I like what Monaghan brings. I think he's a very underrated player. I think Gaudreau will turn it on.
0: Gaudreau's and... one of my favorite players, so, yeah, I can see that.
1: Underrated, James Neal and Matt Kachuk in playoffs. That is scary. <laughs> like, you're talking two big guys who aren't afraid to score or throw you around.
0: Wait, isn't James Neal with the Oilers? Oh, uh, you're right. My bad. There you go. Sorry, it's been, just, that's like been a long season. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah,
1: you're right, good catch. But, yeah, Matt Kachuk even, like, Matt Kachuk's stole. Yeah, Matt
0: is really good. Yeah, I think this um... could be a really good series, though, but I think Winnipeg gets it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a toss-up. I won't disagree with you necessarily. All right, and if you are one of those teams, who are you not trying to play in round two? Dallas, Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, pick two, like we do with the East.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> This one's hard because the West teams are like, they're just like so close together. It's like, I can make an argument for any of these teams, but I'm going to have to go with, oh, this is tough. I'm going to go with Dallas and Colorado, but I'm going to also say with Golden Knights, I'm just going to make a quick statement here. Robin Leonard. Oh, Robin Leonard, (laughs) watch out for him with the Golden Knights. That's unfair. Anyways, Dallas and Colorado. Colorado, they still haven't hit their ceiling yet. They're loaded with talent. They're going to be really hard to play against. And Dallas, they have Ben Bishop, who is one of the best goaltenders in the playoffs. And you don't want to go against a goaltender like him in the playoffs. Because if you're facing an elimination game, nine times out of ten, he's going to be the one eliminating you. And most of the time, this is going to be by a shutout, so I'd be very scared to go against Dallas, because I've firsthand seen Ben Bishop play in the playoffs. I've seen how dominating he's been, and he's been just like that with Dallas, too.
1: You are correct, but I'm going to differ with you quite a bit here. I'm actually going to go with St. Louis and Vegas. You make some good points about Ben Bishop, and that was going to be my point with Dallas, because Tyler Sagan also turns it on, but I think... Vegas, even without remembering, they have Robin Lehner. That team is strong. They have beat DeBoer now, and I think that's a really strong team. Lehner, Flurry, yikes. And then you have St. Louis, the Cup champs, who avoided the Cup hangover and looked just as good this season as they did in playoffs. I mean, I'd be afraid. That those are two teams that if I'm an Eastern team, I'm afraid of in general. I don't want to play any of those top teams in the West. Are they
0: getting Tarasenko back?
1: It's going to be close. I know he was out until June. It'll depend on when he ramps up workouts, potentially.
0: I'm really glad you differed with me here, because all four of these teams are kind of terrifying.
1: Yes. So we'll. My
0: kind of. I mean, very. I wouldn't want to play any of them.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I think. Give me Arizona,
0: please. (laughs)
1: I think. I think the East and talent's better, but I think the West. It's just they're they're more built for playoff hockey. You know. -hmm. So that's the brackets. It'll be interesting to see what we have. Obviously, uh, it's a little too early for this, but um, any team, any player, give me one player who's going to win the con Smythe. Ben Bishop. Really?
0: If Dallas gets to the Stanley Cup and wins it, I think they have a pretty good chance of doing that. I've always been pretty high with Dallas, and they got a bunch of free agents. Granted, they're still trying to work out their kinks, but if I recall correctly, Corey Perry used to be pretty good in the playoffs and so did Joe Pavelski we might see them you're turn not, on. yeah you're right they might not but if they do and this is a big if if they do Dallas is going to be very hard to beat
1: that is true especially because true. their
0: defense is just solid and all they need is scoring and you gotta remember it was only three years ago where they were the highest scoring team in the league
1: you're not wrong uh, you're good I respect that and they do have a good coach there so with Jim Montgomery All right, I'm going to give a 1A, 1B, if that's okay with you. My 1A, Igor Shesterkin, because I really think he's going to dominate in (laughs) playoff. Yep, that's a good one. But I've got to give a homer pick, and I'll be honest with you, I've been riding this train since the season started. Matt Murray is going to win the contest. And listen, I know it's a bit of a hot take. He hasn't had the greatest season. He hasn't had a bad season, but... There's just something about playoff hockey where he just turns into a different animal. Do you want to play Matt Murray in playoffs? No. There you go. So that's my one
0: A-M-B. I mean, I respect the fact that you went with the goalie, too. Yeah, I was going to with the, the X-Factors in the playoffs.
1: I think, especially with the layoffs, with scoring going to be probably down with the rust. I mean, I think goaltending will be off in playoffs. I can't wait really until I'm proven completely wrong, but that's my prediction right now.
0: I mean, hey, uh, Matt Murray, Carey Price, that'll be a very interesting goalie duel. And for reference, for everybody, Chris and I, we live in the Wilkes-Barre-Scran area, so we saw Matt Murray when he played for the Baby Penguins. Yes. And many of the games, actually, that he was in, that like he had, like, what, like a three-game shutout streak? He had, like, a huge three-game shutout,
1: shutout streak. streak. Yeah, he yeah. he won, like, goaltender of the year in the AHL. He broke, a, like, a league record with the amount of shutouts he had in the season. He was, he had, like, 103 saves in three games. He was just Unstoppable. I, I still think you look at his numbers; he's had a pretty good season overall. So,
0: yeah, the only um, thing that's been stopping him in the NHL is just injuries. Yeah, when he's fully healthy, but, he's one of the best goalies in the league.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, and this is off tangent, but Pittsburgh—I'm no longer worried about goaltending. We've got three one-a-one B goaltenders tenders: Murray, Jari, and Smith. So that's not even a worry. For that's hockey news for today. We didn't have a ton of other stuff come up, but. It's a full-length show, so I was going to ask you a couple things here. Did you get a chance to watch The Last Dance? The what? The Michael Jordan documentary? I mean, I guess not.
0: The only part that I saw was, I think it was like part six or seven. It was when they were talking about the Detroit Pistons and Isaiah Thomas and how they gave Jordan fits in the late 80s. That's the only part that I saw, and I only saw a little bit of that.
1: I get that. I get that. You know, the other thing that I was going to ask you was, we're probably going to see a return to baseball and basketball here fairly soon. Any predictions for uh, for Cups there, for who might win the World Series and who might win the, uh, what's the NBA Trophy called? O'Brien, Larry O'Brien? I think so, yeah. Okay, Any you want to give any quick predictions before we wrap?
0: You go first.
1: I mean, I don't, so baseball, it's going to be a homer pick, but Yankees, I don't, there's only like two or three teams that I'm afraid of. So, Yankees, all aboard the
0: train. Yuck. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dodgers. Okay. I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's I one think of those teams. they might finally get over the hump now with Mookiee. Well, yes. they traded for the MVP. They better do something. Yeah, I think this is when they do it.
1: Yeah, I see that. Don't kill and... Bellinger, too. Yeah. We can skip basketball because I don't think we really pay attention to it as much. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I'll do some research for next week. Uh, I'll go with
0: Clippers. I'll throw that out there. I think.
1: All right. Can. All right. Fine. We're fine. I'll throw in Sixers just because I, I don't even know where they're at in the standings, but I got to be a homer. <laughs> I, that's going to be my mission is to get better with basketball for next season of the NBA.
0: Yeah. I'd like to know a little bit more about it, but it's just, it's it, hard, it's ki- it's, it's hard caving up with three sports the way it is. Honestly. It is. It's
1: not to mention with when I follow soccer, like, oh my God, there's just so many names you got to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, best fun to watch. I just wish I paid more attention to it. But yeah, so uh, we were going to try to have some guests on today that kind of fell through. But as we get closer to NHL restarting, I think we're going to on. And we're going to do something kind of fun. So for the NHL draft, we're going to do exactly what we did for the NFL draft. We're doing a coverage of the two-day draft. We'll be doing round one live like we did with some people joining us whenever that occurs. And then day two, we'll be doing rounds two through seven or whatever it is. And I don't know if it's two day or three day, whatever it is, we'll figure it out then. But we'll be doing commentary. You pretty much handled the entire NFL draft, which is nice. I got you covered for the NHL draft, so Yay. it'll be very
0: informative. Yeah, we're going to start reading up on those prospects. Football, it's a little bit easier because, yeah. I mean, you just follow specific colleges and specific conferences. With hockey, there's players League everywhere. League countries. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, when Steve Irisman was Tampa's GM, he would always like pull someone from like some random nowhere league.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. All right, well, we'll wrap it there for today. We'll be back next week with a, probably more information, because I'm assuming by then we'll have more information on the NHL. Who knows? Maybe we won't. We'll see. But yeah, we'll be back. So uh, until then, keep it locked. We'll see you.